I want to take a quick moment and give a shout out to our sponsor, Elgato Gaming. If you're a seasoned content creator or interested in creating content, I highly recommend checking out all the Elgato products. One of the many industry-leading game capture devices that Elgato offers, and one I've personally used for the past couple years, is the Elgato HD60S. The HD60S is an external capture card that not only looks good, but provides stunning 1080p, 60fps, and is powered by the Elgato's superior low-latency technology that makes it easy to record, upload, and live stream professional content with ease. It also offers a 3.5 millimeter input for a microphone or an external audio source, whatever you'd like. It's plug and play taken to the next level, literally. So if you want to show off your skill on live streams or just record your gameplay for a highlight video, the Elgato HD60S is my number one recommendation. Pick one up today and support the podcast by going to deserto.com slash Elgato. That's D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com slash E-L-G-A-T-O. And start creating your own content today. You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the one, the only, the man that's here every week with me, my buddy, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, bro? You, what up, guys? We're back. Yeah, you, 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 you wiping off the sweat from this Winter Royale yet? You wiping off the sweat and wiping off the, the snot from New York because I was going <laughs> off. <laughs> well, guys, uh, as always, this show is brought to you by Deserto.com and FortniteIntel.com, uh, sponsored by Elgato Gaming. Guys, make sure you check it out. If you're looking for that present for Christmas, you want something for yourself or for somebody else that you know is streaming, check out Elgato. They got tons of great products over there, especially the HD60S for game capturing. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. And thank you guys, as always, for your views, no matter where you're listening Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Dash Radio, wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening. I'm running through this as quick as possible. Because I want to get to our guest, the man himself. Guys, he is the winner of the Summer, summer Skirmish PAX West 2018. All the way from Tennessee, hanging out with <laughs> us. $225,000 richer this year already, just from one event. He's 19 years <laughs> old. His, uh, his family even picked up his name, falling with Mom Gassi and Dad Gassi. The man himself, Morgasi. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Man, we're so, ha- so happy to have you here, man. So happy to hang out with you. But people probably don't know is I actually, I don't even know if you remember this because this day was crazy for you when you won, when you won at, uh, at, at, at PAX. But I actually scored an interview with you real quickly when you came off yep. the floor and, and got to talk to you really quickly. And you were excited. I mean, would, yes, would, exci- would excited be the word to represent how you were feeling that day? Uh, I don't think it's enough to, to really <laughs> get to that level of how I was feeling that day. Well, let's, let's go back. Let's walk a little bit through that uh, so everybody can kind of experience maybe that wasn't there and also get to All know right. you a little bit about. Start us off where you started at. How'd you, how'd you get to this point of flying to Seattle? And, be, and being able to compete in this event that, you know, at the time, I, th- I think you told me you had like, what, 10 Twitter followers, right? So it wasn't like yeah. a, a big community sending you. This was right. your family sending you over there. T- tell us a little bit about that experience and preparing to get there. Um, well, I mean, it, it goes back a long ways, honestly. I mean, I started playing video games with my dad when I was five years old, you know, and he 
tells me that he kind of saw the potential, like how I was really good whenever I was playing like Call of Duty, Black Ops 2 and, and, and on my console and just me going like 39 and 2 and just dropping these insane scores. Uh, but actually seeing it as a potential career started with H1Z1 whenever, you know, that was the first Battle Royale game that really was catching some, some waves. Right. And people were making money off of it. They were actually, you know, using this as a career. And, you know, I was trying to pursue that for the longest time. And they even had a pro league, which is a whole nother story. Yeah. But, uh, rip. <laughs> rip yeah. H1Z1 pro league. F, F in the chat. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was, I was really pursuing that for the longest time. And then PUBG came out and I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to maybe try this out a little bit. And then Fortnite came out. And I've been playing Battle Royales for two years at this point, two, three years almost actually. Um, and I just grinded it. I saw the publicity it was getting. I saw the potential it had as an esport and for the viewership. And uh, my parents actually flew me out to events before this. They flew me out to two H1 events, I believe. Three. Three H1 events, including TwitchCon from last year. And then this was actually kind of the end of like my chance because you know it was getting to that point where I was like, I need to start college. You don't need to look into an actual career. I'm not, you know, I can't keep this up forever. And this was, you know, I was literally applying for colleges at the time of flying out there and then, you know, changed change my life. Yeah. So you, you, you wait in line. Uh, what date, what did you, did you wait in line the very first day? The first day. Yes, sir. You qualified the first day. Right. So actually the first day was probably the worst because yeah. nobody actually knew what time to show up. So everybody was showing up like 4 a.m. <clears throat> and the line didn't open until like six. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, was raining. No, yeah, there's no place to sit. Nope. No, it was just on the it was on the side of the road. Um, it was raining. And then at 6 a.m., they finally opened the line. We all get in line. And um, and we sit there for another like hour and a half, two hours to to register. And then I actually opted to play in heat one. So I didn't even get a chance to really rest after that. I mean, I just they they sent me to the the common area or whatever and like, all right, get ready yep. to go play or whatever. Like okay, and then qualified. Then barely, actually, barely scraped by with one kill or one point, but it was only two games, so that was enough to get me through. And the nightly qualifiers actually surprised me because I placed second overall, and that that was really kind of like a weird, honestly. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. But you were you you weren't expecting to go in there and grab second place that that first night. And you, you had, so you, you, you get there, you finally get there. It's a good dream come true. What, how do you feel once you qualify? Do you call your parents like, Hey, okay, I qualified. I made it. Like what, what was that first accomplishment like for you? Honestly, the, even qualifying was just a, the biggest relief for me. Cause I was going to the weekend and I honestly didn't think that I could qualify. You know, I, I knew the people that were going, I knew how much RNG was in it. And I didn't, you know, I was, I was making the most out of the event regardless. I was trying to, you know, network, meet a bunch of people, you know, do whatever I could. And, um, qualifying the first day was actually the biggest relief though, because no matter what I'm coming out of there with at least some money, you know, cause everybody yeah. gets money after they qualify and not even that, just not having to wake up at 4am the next day, you know, <laughs> was yeah. a big relief. Be yeah. able to take some of that pressure off. I mean, monster, we talk a lot about pressure and stuff. How uh, this mindset for a player like this? How does this change going in, giving him a couple of days to relax going into that as a player? 
Yeah, I mean, even even the fact that like like he said, it, it was heat one is probably the toughest because you're coming fresh off the line, the cold, you know, the fatigue of standing. Mm-hmm. So to play at your peak performance, heat one, that was probably the roughest game for everyone. Um, so it must have felt good to like go through that and knock that out. Um, and like you said, once you get that pressure off your back, it really allows you to ease up and hopefully hit peak performance, which playing on land for anyone that, you know, tunes in, it, it's harder than anything else because the one the setting is different you're not home you're not comfortable right and then like what you're playing on can be you know foreign to you as well keyboard uh you know monitors all the the pc itself right we talk about shadows and you know having to use all these these settings right yeah it's crazy so so you make it you get to breathe a little bit and sure enough you, you you get to the finals did you know that you were leading in the finals when you get to that final game? What 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 was what was your did did you even have any idea where you were standing at at that point? Yes, actually, um, they allowed us to have phones if this went in between games, and I could check the live standings and stuff. And so I did actually. I was keeping up with the points, and then right at the end there, because I got the win at like the third game, and then I think it was the fourth game i don't know there was one of the games where that weird glitch happened where everybody started flying in the air (laughs) that was that was jokes but um they added another game because of that which was actually kind of scarier for me because it's like okay i was already in the lead now it's getting more chances for people to catch up or whatever but at the end of the last game i secured three more points just to kind of solidify that and yeah actually that extra game is what gave bizzle an extra, mm-hmm. an extra move up. He got second. He got a be- lot of points. Yeah, because uh, of yeah. that last game. I think he went from like somewhere in the middle all yeah. the way. Yeah, that, yeah from that talking, last game. So it worked, it worked out for him. Everybody else is like mad and <laughs> laughing about that event that happened. Yeah, yeah. But, but Bizzle was very happy about it. Yeah, so, indeed. And, and everybody's seen the picture of your shock and awe face when you see $225,000 run out of there, throwing the phase up. Uh, let, obviously. Let, me the, let me be the first to say I would have cried just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there, let it out. <laughs> I, right. I don't think you had a no. I, like you said, I, I don't think you know. Uh, excited or you know, in awe was really you. You, you were literally shocked. Uh, yeah. And you didn't know what to do. I mean, you just ran. Why? Why'd you run? Tell me that. <laughs> I don't know why you ran down. Um, the- well, you know. I was honestly kind of doing like a victory lap, dude. I just had so much energy because I was just sitting there and, and and I realized like the implications of what this meant for me in my life. You know, I, yeah. I knew kind of like literally how much my life was about to change. And that's kind of why it was so shocking for me, especially going into this weekend, not even thinking I qualify. And then I was, I, and then I, I kind of like, once it kicked in, I was like, let's go. And I was running around, you know, I was, I was give, uh, dapping some people <laughs> up. I hugged one of my uh, older friends that was there. Yep. Yeah. And obviously yeah. you, you, you've, how has that changed your life? How has that event changed your life to this point? It's changed my life in actually a lot of ways. Um, first of all, I mean, the, the, the simplest thing is having $250,000. I mean, that's, that's enough on its own just to be like crazy. I mean, I, I can actually, you know, look into like moving out. I can actually, you know, pay for things, just simple lifestyle changes. But um, bigger than that, I mean, the, the, the publicity, the exposure, I mean, I've, I have, I, like you said, I had no Twitter followers before um, and now I'm at 35,000 or something and I'm, I'm kind of recognized. I'm validated kind of like as a player. And I think that's 
honestly, what goes to my next point is like my family. Everyone who used to ask me before is like, Hey, what are you doing? You going to college? You know, what's your plan right before, before PAX West, I couldn't really, I was like, Oh, I'm playing video games. I'm like, Oh, are you like on a team or you whatever? And I, I had no, nothing to really like give nothing to like prove that like, you know, I was working for this. So it's, it's that validation that I, now I can say to my family, it's like, Hey, you know, I actually want a lot of money. I, I can do this. Yeah. When you went $225,000 and you yeah. tell your aunt or uncle or even your parents, Hey, I'm playing video games. Right. It means a little bit more than, Hey, I'm just playing video games. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, so you, you, you go through all that and, and you, here you are now going to another event, going to TwitchCon, getting to compete, listen to monster cast games over here. <laughs> uh, what was your mindset going in, going into, going into, to TwitchCon coming from PAX and maybe what you took to it? Yeah. Um, honestly, it felt like there was a lot of pressure, honestly, because before if I didn't place, you know, it was like, okay, no big deal. Nobody even knew who I was then. But now after winning, I felt like I had like a standard, a bar almost to, to hold up. Uh, I didn't really let it affect my performance though. You know, I still play my best. I, I do think that my solos are stronger than my duos, but especially with the, I, I, you know, I had from packs to TwitchCon to practice for duos knowing that that was up, but um, I still play my best. I got 16th in finals and I was, I was satisfied with that, you know? Yeah. It's not but bad it definitely added some pressure. I think being, being the winner, people want to see if right. you're going to be the winner again and carry that right. on. I'm also, exactly. what about you? Did you have some pressure from that? You, I mean, you casted so well in summer skirmish and then you had to go yeah. cast in fall skirmish and you know, people it's, praised it. you in summer skirmish. So you better not suck yeah, in the like fall the one. I felt the same way, you know, stepping up. It's like, dang dudes, like, like Reddit was just loving me. Like I had to go on there and, and we got to do this again. Right. right. <laughs> but you know, for, for me, the casting, honestly, I feel very comfortable doing it. I really don't mind. Um, so I couldn't imagine having to play it's a lot more riding on the line than casting. So I don't want to, you know, put the two on the same bar. <laughs> right, but, right, yeah, right. You, you definitely feel the pressure. Like when you know people are like feeling you or ha have high expectations, you got to come with that a game or, yeah, you know, definitely. close to it. You got you to be ready. You got to mentally prepare yourself and you, you just got to deliver it. What I like to say, and I said at the casting table for the players as well, Throw it all on the table. Don't have any regrets when you go out there. You know, never feel like, oh man, I knew I should have done this. Like, just play your game. Don't worry about the highlights or what people are going to see of you if you, you definitely know, you disengage with someone. You got you have to play your game. Um, that way you don't get tilted. That's definitely. Just person philosophy. So I mentioned after after packs, you threw up the phase sign. Right. And Banks even tweeted at you, right? <laughs> I mean, that's gotta yes, feel sir. good just to get Banks to yes, tweet sir. at you. Amazing. You, you had that happen, but you're not on a team. You're not signed with FaZe. You're not signed with anybody right now. Is there any kind of uh, hint leak? Is, there gonna, is it coming soon? What's um, more got coming down the pipeline? <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm working on I definitely am interested in joining a team. Um, I'm just kind of trying to make sure I'm trying to take it slow because I, I, I see a lot of these stories about players that are getting trapped in contracts, legalities and all these things. And so I'm taking it very slow and making sure that whatever contract I sign, you know, I'm very comfortable with, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking for a team, honestly, that I can stick with for hopefully the rest of my esports career. You know, I don't want to be the guy hopping teams and doing all this. So I'm really trying to find that right team, you know, and I think that in the perspective of things, hopefully, uh, you know, it, it, it's not that great of a time difference. Yeah, to wait it out. I think it's worth if I can really 
if I can get that good this, team. This is only the first, what? Basically the first six months of this eSport. I mean, yeah, we started in the summer. We have, we have you know, we, st- we still got, what, $80, $82 million left or whatever it is. So I think, I think you'll probably find one along the way soon. Yeah, um, definitely. Best of luck to you. You have to come and tell us when you, when you decide to make that <laughs> announcement for sure. Well, yes, sir. let's jump over to our last section of the show where I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the Winter Royale and what's going on. All the news brought to you by FortniteIntel.com. All right, so as I said, we've been talking about the summer skirmish. We've been talking about the fall skirmish. Now we have the winter royale. Way to confuse me over here, Epic, without <laughs> you know the winter skirmish. Why are you changing it to winter royale? But okay, <laughs> here we go. We're going to jump into this winter royale. Uh, Monster, why don't you break down real fast for anybody that doesn't know how this is structured, how this is pointing out, and uh, how people go and accumulate points to get noticed here. Yeah, so uh, for for all you guys wondering, this is a totally transparent and public tournament format that everyone, you know, in the world, or, uh, well, NA and EU regions, I should say, (laughs) can um, Essentially, there are time limits for when the tournaments are going to go active, and you just want to be the first ones to kind of jump in there and earn your points. So the point system is similar to the past skirmishes where you go against players and your eliminations matter and your placements matter. Um, and all in all, top 200 uh, co- competitors throughout all the heats, uh, you know, cumulative, whoever gets the best point out of those heats, the top 200 are going to make it to the next qualifier. So this is just a qualifier for the qualifier. <laughs> so this is top make- 200 of NA and top 200 of EU. EU. Yeah. So the 200 best players from both regions are then to go against one another to boil it all down to the top 100 of each region where we'll get the finals. So this is the first, I would say, real big competition because anyone in the world uh, can jump in and everyone, again, this is very transparent. It's not like the showdown where it was a competitive format, but you didn't know it was on it. Right. right. This is this is them telling you, listen, you make it here, uh, no matter where, where you're from, if you, if you qualify from your region, you're going to be able to play for this one million that you've been seeing us, you know, dish out to all these other players. So a um, lot of new names. Yeah. Been crazy. Yeah. Lots of new names I, I want to jump into for sure. And as you said, different from the solo skirmishes, because those were more invites, right? They would go through those names and invite certain people out based on performance yeah, or whatever yeah, they were looking for. Performance slash merit system. Um, yep. This is a, completely uh strictly competitive play performance based invite system uh the easiest way for me to break it down if you guys don't know if you didn't get to catch the the summer skirmish that our man here morgasi won or the fall skirmish the tifoon cloaks he walked away with it but you did see fortnite fridays it's similar to that fortnite to keem stars fortnite fridays pub stop lots of of that going on per se and that's why i want i want to talk a little bit about this format Right. Except not because like your first game, you might get a pub stomp. But like once you win, I would say after your first game, things change drastically. They stop bringing you to normal players and they put you against players in your point bracket. So you got to be careful of how fast you uh, (laughs) pace ahead. And it's so crazy how it works. In other words, you want to make sure you get all the points you can in the first game or two, because then it gets really difficult. Really difficult. And and so I want to go. I want to talk about this. Morg, you had a 
a bit of a tweet that went out talking about console players, right? You said he, yes, you heated you heated up some console yeah. players a little bit. Yes, I did. <laughs> right. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and walk through that. It, why, why don't you tell everybody, you know, kind of what you said, what what the point of the tweet was, and where you were going with it? Because I don't, I think when people hear it, they really can't right disqualified enough right it it wasn't it wasn't even a diss to console players honestly and it's honestly a really big dilemma overall you know having console players in with pc players and i'm all for inclusion but um the the problem that i had and i've actually run across the same issue i'm talking about was that um console players auto aim you know it's a very controversial topic in fortnite um which and i think that they definitely need some kind of hand, like some kind of booster because playing on a controller is way more difficult than playing on mouse and keyboard. But the issue that I'm running across is whenever you have these strategies that you can use against PC players where they have to aim. So if I'm dropping into a box with somebody, a one by one, um, you know, uh, they have to react in, in instantly almost to, you know, get that shot off. But if you go up against console player, that auto aim makes it to where they can just lock on and you're just deleted, you know. It makes it almost a different game, especially when you don't know if that player is a console or a PC player. Um, but I don't know. I'm not even trying to diss console players. And honestly, at this point now, seeing how the winter rounds played out, I think that I was misunderstood on part of it. Right. I was assuming that, you know, I wasn't aware of the the bracket system where they queue you up against people of your own point brackets. And I wasn't aware of how heavily wins and placement would be rewarded versus uh, hot dropping tilted and going for kills and eliminating yourself. So um, here's a question I have, and maybe one of you guys can clarify this. Is this mixed lobbies or is it not mixed lobbies? It is mixed lobbies. Right? Apparently, that, it's all... That's from what I understand, it's mixed lobbies. Now, yes. Monster, you had this controversy. We talked about it, how you definitely think it should be separated. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 we, we've gone back and forth on this. It, I, I like seeing the competitions when Merckx is there, when Aiden's there competing against, you know, Morgan and Vivid and all these yeah. guys. And you, see, and you see these battles. It's fun because the personalities and names that have been built. But from a player standpoint, this causes a lot of issues, right? Uh, right. Whether it be perception or whether it be reality here. Uh, and why don't you talk a little bit about those going into how this is affecting Winter Royale. Yeah, so, like, me personally, though, I do believe that the PC and consoles should have their own separate playlists of competition. <clears throat> like Mork said, inclusion would be totally cool, but the problem is there are pros and cons to each of them, and I think there is, like, a skill uh, gap that once the console player, like, you can just say masters that controller, uh like they they are exceptionally like amazing at aiming exactly. and, and it's pretty clear uh you know when you when you're watching the streams and you, you compare you know you know what looks like bad bloom for a pc yeah. gamer is like you know uh someone that uses the sticks they, they just make it look so so smooth so buttery smooth maybe we're just that good maybe we're just that good (laughs) another thing i think you brought up a a good uh for you know a good cash way to say perception it could just be perception it just makes it much more smoother because you know you're you're not seeing the screen shakes that you know you see on pc and stuff like that just looks so much smoother and because of that it's such a sticky topic but i think i think it should be separated 
Um, because all in all, your your console is still holding back console player, right? Because you know whether it be frames, uh, visual aesthetics, all that kind of stuff, and it, it's still unfair for them to fight PC players in a lot of different situations as well. Right. So I think they should be separated. And on the devil's advocate perception of that, um, from Epic standpoint, I mean, if they were to separate console and PC, they have to completely separate it. So that means finals, everything would just be console right. only and PC only. So they would have to effectively either split the prize pool in half for each one or double the amount they're sending out. And so I think that on Epic's end, you know, and I think that also for the publicity, they don't want to split the community. Um, yeah. You know, it's very, it, there's a lot of viewership in these skirmishes yeah. that root for the Aiden and the Nick Mercs because they play console at home, you know, and I, I think that most, it, exactly. I mean, the number of console players is ridiculous. It's pretty I mean, staggering. It's, yeah. 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 You, so here's what you, I don't know if you guys may or may not know this. Ubisoft actually tried to do this with Siege. Okay. So they had a PC. They had a PC league and then they had the Xbox league. They ended up getting rid of Xbox because the gameplay on PC was just better. Okay. I'll be honest right. with you. It was just a better scene for that game from a competitive standpoint. It still is better for that game, but there was a lot of people that were distraught because of the fact that they wanted the ability for PC and, and console players to play together. We had never seen it before in a competitive scene. Fortnite is the first to break that barrier. I agree with you. It puts Epic in a weird position because they want the community to be a community. They don't really want the exactly. segregation. They've broken down. I mean, look look what they made Sony do. They literally made Sony kneel down before them and say, <laughs> okay, you are God. I am going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to allow people to play together, right? I mean, that's basically what happened. Sony came out and said, oh, we're going to try right. this with Fortnite. No, you're doing it because they told you yeah. to do it because they own the space. And and that's reality. <laughs> you're right, Morgan. I think it's because what they did is they say, hey, we don't want to split the prize pools. We don't want to have these two different tournaments with a line waiting outside of packs for console and a line exactly. waiting outside for PC players. I don't think they'll ever split it. I just don't. I don't, I don't think so either. I right. think we're in now. Uh, anyone that is going to split it is going to be like indie or like, you know, side separate events, which still are, you know, Epic right. Games going to back them all the way down. But even you know, with that, you see, you see like the, you see like the uh, Microsoft thing, right? And they're allowing mm -hmm. people to plug in controllers and also use PCs. I mean, I, yep. I just think this is the culture that they've created around Fortnite. Right. I don't think you're going to get away from it. And uh, I, I, I am curious to know how much of that aim assist is actually occurring, right? Well, right. I, I want to see on these standings for the Winter Royale how many are console this time around because it was pretty clear in the showdown that console dominated, like, Console, right. the, the normal showdown, the blitz showdown, uh, the leaderboards were insane. But now that they mixed all the lobbies, so you right. know, go with the best PC pros in the world as well. This leaderboard is it's it's gonna look. I want to see. I can't wait to see. Like, because clearly we already see a ton <laughs> of PC pros on here, the ones that we all know, right? Yeah, from the but like. The new names, these could be console guys. And there's and, a lot of new names. There's a lot of new yeah. Morgasis making it on the scene <laughs> yes, when sir. it comes to this. Morg, talk, talk to us a little about your experience so far with this, maybe how you've been approaching these games. Um, I've definitely been playing it for the win. 
and I think that that's actually another thing of why on these leaderboards, you know, I was I, I can admit that I was wrong about my tweet because of how they did the brackets and the mixed lobbies. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of PC players on the top 200 because whenever you get in those brackets and the wins might mean so much. Um, I mean, it honestly, it's, it's easier to play late game on mouse and keyboard. You know, I don't think that that's an advantage that, that, you know, any assist can really make up for as a console player. So it's, it's interesting to see how the console versus the, the PC is going on these late games. But the thing that, and this is one of the other issues I'm running into is there's, it's very easy to ruin someone else's game, early game, mid game in, in this game. Um, because if you, if you push somebody and you make them use all their mats, you could both be at detriment to this to one single third party. And that's kind of the issue that I had with console players being in my game, because I see these console, they, they push me, they get my one by one, they aim assist me and there's nothing I can do about it, you know? And I'm not even trying to, to, to no, no. Th- this this it brings is. up a couple great topics. One being, is it because of redeploy being taken out that this engagement is changing so much, right? Because right. this, I will tell you this: as a console player, when redeployment came out, you saw less less what you guys would call W pushes, right? Right. There's less of those because people could just disengage so easily. Exactly. I went I went back and played this past week a lot after this <laughs> is all taken out. And I'm getting pushed nonstop. Just yeah, nonstop. You're trapped trap without redeploy. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I'm one of those. I'm a hybrid, right? Like, I, I can play the non-redeploy patch, and I can play the redeploy patch. For me, I like having the variety of plays you can make with redeploy. So, I'm pro redeploy all the way. Um, the, the game's not terrible without it, but like, I just don't like, like, like you said, when you get pushed, you are trapped. Your deck of yeah. options. If you don't have Rift to go launchpad, uh, exactly. Impulse, like you're you're there. Yeah. If you don't have Matt, you're there. Uh and that that is it hurts. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like not having that play uh because <laughs> then then you're just stuck. You're you're at the mercy of the person that's pushing mm-hmm. you, how good that player is. Exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. to jump all up with the whole like a console player can ruin your game. A very aggressive player can absolutely ruin your game because if their game plan is get in, get elims and back mm-hmm. out, like and you're playing for the dub, you just took your time to farm else. That guy is absolutely going to ruin your experience, mm-hmm. and that is why, like, the frustration is mm-hmm. all over the different players because they're like, "This guy's dumb. Why is he going from you know Valhalla <laughs> Village down to yeah. Snobby? The zones over there, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. He just needs one kill for a point. He's going to back out anyways. Like, it, it's it's so weird how this game mode works. Right. And honestly, I, I see these problems, and I actually think that there are fixes to them beyond separating the PC and the console community because we've already ruled that out as an option given epic standpoint or in their position um talking about the format if they set it to a limited number of games or even if you just couldn't back out until the game was over a mix of the two or whatever i think that would stop a lot of these wqs same thing i was like matches played needs to like like someone would a ratio like five matches played 27 points in in like like what like that right did not be like 31 matches played, 27 points, <laughs> exactly. zero victory but he insta spawn tilted, right? right? Got a couple of limbs and then right. got out. Like, no way, dude. Like, right. So, I, so I love, like, the top 200 is nice to look at, but like some of the stats, yeah. like, it's, it's so, weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree 100%. And, and one thing I wanted to say was 
This is the first time we've had a qualifier that didn't have a number of limited games. Even Solo Showdown had top 20 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So this and, is, and that's what made it so good because like then you knew like, oh, dang, like this guy like played really consistent for 20 games. Right. And, that, and it, was, it was great to look at the boards. So, I felt like those are very fair. Yeah. But like this one, I mean, yeah, there's options for play styles. Right. But like, I don't know, man. Well, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I want to, for everybody that's listening and... I want to I want to share this with you in watching. Number one, all right, right now he's got nine matches with forty one points. Number insane, insane. right? Yeah, insane. Okay, just just to jump to number eleven, seventeen games with thirty five points. Right. Okay, like and 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 that's just a small view. We saw one what what monster like thirty six games. Yeah, here it is, yeah. number forty seven. <laughs> all right, uh, I Majo TV. And no knock on any of these people, right? They're playing how they need to play it. Right. The strategy, like, you still have to be insane to kill this many players yeah. and back out. You got to be right. 36 games for 31 points. All right. Exactly. Right. But 36 games is like... Versus <laughs> nine, you know. Yeah, that's 26 <laughs> more games. There's someone that went into nine matches and just not only got elims, but one had to win games or placed very right. high. Like, that is a, that's incredible skill difference. Yep. And uh, yeah, right. like I feel like matches played had to be, it should, it should have been a cap. Like 20 should have been your cap. So people at least tread carefully because there are some dudes out there not treading carefully. They have like right. experiences, like I said earlier. No. Um, and, and by the way, shout out to Atlantis Mitro. Not only did he qualify EU, this man's uh, 44 on the NA leaderboard as well. So he took hey, on the ping. If you want to shout out EU, play, I got to shout out my boy Zexor. He qualified on EU oh, and on yeah. NA. He's number Zexor, four on NA, I think. Zexro hit like 31 points, I think. And then, Nuts. by the way, just messing around and didn't finish the rest of his games or something like that and still yeah. qualified on EU. So, yeah. Oh, and there's clear. And he clapped. And, and he clapped Monster, just so everybody knows. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he, yeah, I got a fourth place to Zexro as well in one of my, <laughs> one of my games, which is, is, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, insane how this is working out. I, I'm interested. Hopefully, you know, they learn. It seems like, normally they learn from all these events they learn from you know what they want to do better yeah. what they can do better uh you know just from the process side of it we saw the land events get better from packs to twitch right. right so uh you know hopefully they learn they take something away from it I, I mean i just i think it's really crazy that someone has 26 more you you can have 26 more right. games like that's just nutty to me like i, I don't even right. i don't even know how it's working um the the last thing i want to say about what you brought up more and talking about console players and rounding this out with points and, and how, pe- how many games people are playing is you, you mentioned late game for console players. Right. I mean, I, I'm not knocking anybody, but I will say this. From all the games I've watched, which I will challenge almost anybody out there that I've watched almost more pro games than anybody else because <laughs> I watch a lot of games because that's all I do. <laughs> I don't play in them. Right. I just watch them. The console players don't typically make it to end circle. Right. I'm just saying it because edit how quick the edits and the movement go at the end of the game. I don't care what your button layout is, you don't make yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just it comes down to everything like you have to be efficient and um, yeah, the like even PC has the ability like kind of like crouch on the fly, right? Like right. crouching right. and like just all that kind of stuff like plays a big factor when you're doing this snake tunneling and stuff like that in England. Right. It, it's hard and the how fast the a PC player can like even 180 to look behind him and turn back. Right. Like 
them holds back uh, console players as well because you can't really flick like that. Plus, with aim assist, right. it'll it'll kind of lock a character that's close to you, so you can yep. even you know work against the the console player at times. Right. Um, so there is a lot that plays into it for sure. End game is a holdback, I think, for console players, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it sounds like you know. Early to mid game might work out for you as a console player. Late game is going to benefit PC players. And maybe that's the mix. If you're a PC player, play for the late game. Play for the late game. Uh, I want to get a couple quick. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, sorry. But on the on the viewership side of that, uh, having those console players in those in these skirmishes and stuff fighting early game. I mean, I've seen H1Z1, I've seen PUBG. Early game is a snooze fest. It is, you, you fall asleep. There's nothing to watch. I think that having those console players is honestly partially a blessing, to, especially to Epic and the viewership, because it gives something something to watch. Right. I mean, nobody yeah. nobody wants to watch people farm and mad up for 10 Everybody minutes. Everybody wants to see Merc and Aiden drop Tilted exactly. Towers early game. That's where that's where you're calling it right. out, monster. You you and Zeke calling out early game. Here we go. Here we go with Aiden yeah. and, and Merc again. So it, you know something's going to happen and it's because like the people uh, you know, the console players have got this like insane confidence when it comes down yeah. to head-to-head combat. Yep. It's cuz yeah, they're ready to bring it. So they're Again, nuts. Just, yeah, they're they're insane. It's really it's really scary. Yeah, they'll beam you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to get a couple quick things from you more before we get out of here. And uh, you know, I want to ask you first off, have you been playing any food fight? Do you play any food fight at all? And are you are you burger or are you <laughs> are you tomato? Um, I'm tomato. I'm definitely tomato. I played a few of them. I'm team pizza, you know. Right. But uh it's an interesting game mode. It was actually kind of fun. Not gonna lie. We were, we were. I was saying earlier. I played with my son this week. It's fun to. It's definitely fun to play around in. What about Wild West? You guys played any of the Wild West LTM at all? I didn't launch Wild West. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, I, 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 like, I don't like the revolver. It's yeah. Just, it's just you know, not a fun gun to use. I yeah. mean, it just feels clunky. Yeah. It didn't interest me either, honestly. What about the dynamite? Are, are we seeing you know C four all over again? I don't, I don't know. Dynamite's in the game. I don't know why turrets are still in the game. Right? I'm anti chillers right now. Like you got to get those out of there. <laughs> the uh, I'm not a big fan of. Honestly, much. you know, whenever we, they announced Dynamite, I was everyone was made a big deal. It was like, oh, it's C4 2.0 again. And I think that on the solo side of things, it's really not that big of an issue because it only does horizontal. Uh, building damage it does do a lot if placed correctly and i don't think that we'd see a c4 2.0 as i'd say unless it was in duos or squads where you could you know both have dynamite and time it correctly do that kind of thing but as, as a solo player dynamite's fine but oh while you're on it turrets gone yeah Out. Turrets. <laughs> Out. no more please hey, chillers resident sleeper <laughs> Almost use like the amount of pros I feel like, oh, pick up, drop it out just so yeah. you don't accidentally use it in battle. Exactly. It's like insane. So, for that reason, I'm like, all right, come on. So, like, chiller is messing up our floor spawn. <laughs> hey, I, I need, I, I need my turrets in until food fight goes away at least, all right? So, I can keep winning my food fight games. Uh, all these uh, other, other, the other online events that they had announced with the 6.3. Uh, content update, which is basically talking about scavenger mode. They dropped material count, which I I don't understand why they're dropping material count in scavenger. It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, the point of this is to see more, right? A hybrid of more. Honest, I like the material reduction with the boosted farm rate. It, it doesn't bother me that much, and I think 
that it's healthy for the competitive scene for two reasons. When someone's max mat and they know they're max cap, they're comfortable. And I think it's more of like a play on your mind. I'm at 500, 500. I'm max, right? Right. You know, even though in, in the past, you'll, you'll have 1,000, 1,000. But you know, like at least you're at a cap to at your cap, right? For your game, your what you can do in that match. And uh, I mean, I like it because the boosted farm rates are, are nicer. So people are hitting caps faster, which make a move sooner, which inevitably probably increase activity. So I think if that if that's what it takes to get people to feel comfortable and get into battle, let's go for it. The healing system is amazing, by the way, in pro yeah, scene. Like it's I love so it. good. Um, you like it more? You see the, like yeah, yeah, like the heal system. Do you like the heal system? I like do. The- I I do like the heal system definitely. Um, and I think that like what, to touch base on on your mat points, um, the reduced mat count is fine if they changed either one of these two things is they either raised it to be not as nerfed because the problem I've been running into in these one Royales is late game rotations. That's if you don't have mobility and you're out of mass because you can't carry that many, you're just dead to whoever gets zoned and it turns into just a, a, a dice roll and who gets zoned. No, yeah, the it, battles are rough. To fix that, if they either up the, up the mat count a little bit, or if they added it to, to an additional kill, uh, kill incentive is if you killed someone and you got like 100 wood 50 brick 50 metal or something just a little something i think that would not only incentivize less turtling but fix the the problems of late game because running out of mats and and i love the economy system behind getting your elim or securing it and getting rewarded i think they have to include mats in that as well because like you said if you get caught in a weird storm rotation where you have like 300 mats, which, you know, you're kind of like halfway to your peak cap. Right. Um, your, your rotation is rough to do. It really is. Or if you burn a lot, then you're at 70 and yeah, you made it to the next zone, but you're stuck there. Right. So you're not wrong about the, the weird rotation of the end game. We're kind of rough. It's a little right. bit more RNG in a circle though. For exactly. Sure. And especially with, especially with redeploy out and how far that those moving circles yeah, yeah. go. And, yeah. Not only do they take out redeploy, they extended the zones. Oh, and- you have to go so far. It's rough. Dude, you got to time it right. If you yeah. make a mistake, if you're targeted, it's going to be, yeah, you're not going to have fun. Not, that goes back to what you said earlier about the mobility. I mean, if you don't have mobility, you're just, you're stuck. You're trapped. Morg, do you want redeploy back? Yes. All right. I am for redeploy. Redeploy, bring it back. Make us all happy. Everybody Please. wants it. I, 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 I kind of like how... Like the comp scene is almost like it's almost like a switch. I feel like the game probably will never see the heal system, but the comp scene will always have the heals. You know what I mean? Like something right. like that. Because think about the next tournament. If they really host a, a skirmish or this winter final without the heal system, like that's gonna suck, dude. Right. No one's gonna want to fight. You're not gonna get 50 shield for bodying that guy, you know, or yeah. the 50 HP for that long storm fights that you see. You, they, it's kind of like the glider redeploy a little bit. Like there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of good. Don't take it from us now, right? Like it, this thing works for this game. They've, they've been doing it for a minute, though. I mean, they did it with Blitz too. I mean, Blitz was so fun and everybody loved it. They just took it away from us. Smash squads. We've, we've cried about that a few times on the show as well. So <laughs> we're, we've been mourning with you. I mean, I will say, Monster. Most of these are ideas that you dropped here on the show. You know, an epic stole them. So. Mind for balance, guys. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Well, uh, let's get our last, our tip and trick before we got to here. I think it's, I think it's something that uh, Morg's probably dealt with a few times. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. Morgasi, give me a tip, man, for everybody out there. 
how to stay positive, how to keep on the grind. Maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe things aren't going your way. Maybe you've been playing games for three or four years and you haven't made it to the $225,000 winning round right. yet. How do you keep your mindset positive? How do you stay positive? Um, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a huge mental thing because especially when you grind for so long and see no, no return. Right. Um, it's really just perspective. You know, i the biggest thing for me was knowing how much worse it could be knowing where I am. And you know what, like, you know what, this isn't that bad. Let me just keep going for it. I know what I want. And I honestly don't want to live with regrets either. You know, I don't want to like taking the risk to go out to these places. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta go for it. You know? Yep. What about you monster? How do you deal with the day? Maybe things aren't going your way. Yeah. The, the way I see it is like, uh, sometimes for me, especially playing Fortnite's like avoid tilt. If this is like kind of where you guys are absorbing the conversation towards, uh, I just like to take it slower, right. Just land a little bit, you know, you don't have to drop a 20 mom, right. You don't have to chase the twenties all day. Just have fun with the game. Ultimately that's what, you know, gaming is all about keeping your passion area, keeping your cool, uh, land it's, you know, slower areas, just take your time and, and groove into your game and follow your own path. Uh, your, your own, pace listen to yourself uh some days i'm I'm feeling it i'm hot right i'm just going straight up solo squads solo deals whatever i'm looking for that action my edits are on point i'm good and other days i'm like dude i'm losing these stupid fights like all right let me just have a cup of coffee i'm, I'm gonna go to the back <laughs> of whale in the pub no one's gonna be there you know i'm gonna get my mask i'm gonna play comfortably we're gonna have some fun or just play squads get carried by some friends so to avoid, you know, grinding on a bad day, you play slower a lot of times your own mind and then go back to the fundamentals of, you know, the gaming. Yep. That should be our And you never know. Your day might be around the corner where you get to go to an event and make it big like Morgasi did. And have the right, dream. Have the dream start. Have the dream alive, man. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. If you guys can give us a, a shout-out on iTunes, give us that five-star, you know, four-star, if you really want to, you know, <laughs> be, be, be like that. But we'll, we'll still love it either way. <laughs> Leave a review for us on iTunes. Uh, send all your complaints, all your emails directly to Monster. No, I'm kidding. Send them over to FortnitePodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Uh, and follow Follow us on Twitter, Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too Loud TX, Monster, M O N S T E R D Face, Morgasi, M O R G A U S S E. And Morg, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week, man? Um, just Twitter, um, m- uh, twitter.com slash M O R G A U S S E underscore. And what's your what's your streaming schedule look like? Honestly, that's a whole nother thing. Honestly, <laughs> my PC, I've been running into a, some PC technical issues with my stream, and I'm waiting to uh, waiting to get my money so that I can, you know, get a really solid PC and start up the stream grind again. Guys, go follow him. Go ahead and hit that so that way when he goes live over at Twitch, you guys will be there following him already. How about that, Monster? And last but not least, tell them where they can find you throughout the week, buddy. Yep. As always, guys, you can find me at youtube.com, preferably, because my content's up 24-7 at Monster DeFace. I do stream daily. You guys know to find me there. Same thing in the mornings. And Facebook, by the way, thank you guys for following me on there. You broke 200, so I know. Remember last time we spoke, I had like 30. We're at 200, guys. Big steps. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys for supporting me on all the social medias. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Mork, thanks so much again for hanging out with us, man. We really appreciate it. Guys, as always, and until next time, Dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.
Fortnite Podcast is a Too Loud production presented by DeSerto.com and sponsored by Elgato Gaming. The background music for the Elgato ad is brought to you by Kevin McLeod. The song is called Rainbows, and you can visit it at incomputech.com.